25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. FBF 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, hour two of the show has begun. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents that you get to deal with one-on-one, face-to-face. Something happens, you need to call on that insurance. You maybe even just have a simple question. Pick up the phone, call them, text them. You're going to have an agent. Local agents, hometown heroes available to you in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi, regardless of where you live and where you are. And uh, your local agent is somebody you're going to know personally. You're going to deal with them one-on-one the way it should be. That's Farm Bureau. Welcome in to the show. Hour two, lots coming your way, including we're gonna. it's going to kind of be like a game show for part of this hour. And if you want to play... I mean, I don't know. You, you let me know. I mean, if you want to play, I think it'd be fun. I have a list. I have a, a a list of Super Bowl fact or fiction. <clears throat> like, I'll tell you a nugget, a little piece of information about the Super Bowl, and then you'll tell me fact or fiction. I don't know. Roger and I could play, but you could play too. We might even just do this later in the hour. I might say, okay, I'm going to do some of these fact or fiction. And you call in and see if you can answer them. I don't know. We'll see. But it's a whole list of Super Bowl fact or fiction. It's pretty interesting. Some stuff in here I didn't know. So that's coming up. Also, you can be a part of the show, like always, on the text line at 885-ESPN-885. ESPN, that's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. If you can't call me on the Divinity Equipment phone, it's a 601 number, 995-1059. I'll give it to you later. True Maroon on the text line. What did he send us there? What did he send us there? You can get new Apple... AirPods for 55 bucks right now? Is that what he said? Oh, it's only one of them in there. That's what it is. He says, that's why it's 55 bucks. He said, I just saw this on Facebook and thought about Clay. Uh, Generation 1 AirPods, wired charging case, and only the left AirPod. (laughs) There's only one. The left one. Yeah, that's right up his alley. (laughs) Hey, listen, did y'all... Did y'all keep up with this road trip that one of our local sons went on here recently? The Miles for Minshew, or Miles with Minshew. Did y'all keep up with that? It was a big old deal. I got to learn more about it. 
Gardner Minshew from Brandon, Mississippi, everybody's favorite NFL quarterback. Now the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars after his rookie year. Of course, starred two years ago at Washington State. Made the mustache famous. That's Gardner. Minshew, he's a character. Well, there was this thing that happened here over the break and in December. Hey, an RV, that there, Clark, is an RV. An RV loaded up with Gardner Minshew and some others, apparently. And they went all over the place. Duck hunting. They went duck hunting. They visited here. They visited there. I just want to know some of the details. Rumor has it that he even pulled up into Starkville in the RV within the last, you know, what, 48 hours or so? So People apparently saw it parked in the parking lot there at Mississippi State. we got to learn more about it. Well, here's the deal. I got to meet a guy not too terribly long ago uh, and his family who is big buddies with Gardner Minshew. Not only is he big buddies with him, he went on the road trip with him in the RV. That's my understanding. I saw pictures. Matter of fact, there's a picture right there. See that? This was sent to me by someone, and that right there, if y'all are watching on the stream on Facebook or Twitter, that right there is Gardner Minshew. And that right there is a man named J.R. Burns. And they apparently became big buddies playing together in an all-star football game after high school. Kept up and been big buddies for a long time. And J.R. and his family, they're from Corinth, J.R. went on the road trip, the miles for Minshew, with Gardner Minshew, who's driving. It looks like in this picture, it looks like Gardner's driving. This guy, Jr., is on the Divinity Equipment phone right now as we speak. He's here. And so I'm going to get some of the juicy details. Jr., appreciate some of your time today, man. What's up? How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm just right as far as I know. So let, I want to go back and get the whole story on this. When did you become tight with Gardner? Well, so, um, like you said, we played together um, in the All-Star game, and I think he single-handedly beat us as being a North team. Um, and I was like, dude, that dude's incredible. Like, I got didn't know <laughs> didn't know him from, you know, Adam, and yeah, he just, I mean, he picked us apart, you know. And then after the game, he just kind of went up and talked to him, and, you know, he said that he was committed to Troy. And so I was like, that's cool. You know, I'm going Northwest um, Community College, and you know, hopefully I can go somewhere else and so uh we go down a little bit you know all his you know his story and he ends up in northwest and then we become roommates okay and so um you know we just really hit it off um i was a center he was a quarterback you know we spent a lot of time together you know every day really um being roommates and just became best friends and then um he graduated juco in three semesters and um so we just kind of been you know keeping up from there and um, when, um, he left, he graduated at ECU, um, and he was looking, he was, he got that off from Alabama and right. he went to visit Alabama. Um, and then that happened, that same weekend happened to be my birthday weekend. Um, and he called me and said, Hey, I'm coming back from ECU. How far is Corinth to Tuscaloosa? I was like, well, it's about two hours, two and a half. And he's like, all right, I'm going to come for the week- weekend with you. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, I haven't seen you in a year. Like, just, you know, bring it on. Yeah. And so we set my birthday together, just kind of rekindled it. And then from there, like, we just stay in contact, you know, about every week. And 
um, like I said, just lifelong friends. Yeah. So it's a really cool story how, you know, you made that connection and it started obviously there at the all-star game, but really, um, y'all got to know each other better as teammates in Juco and have been. And so now I want to fast forward, JR, um, for people that are watching my Facebook stream and on Twitter, they can see it over my shoulder. There's a picture of you and Gardner Minshew in the front cab of this RV. Now take me to what was the genesis of this idea a road trip. How did that all get started? Um, well, honestly, he told me he was going to do it uh, way back. Uh, but the original plan was he was going to get an old bus or something along that lines and redo it and like you know more like his style, like you know just kind of a gypsy type, you know, <laughs> just redo a whole RV and just you know make it make it his forte. Like, I imagine you know some kind of kiss or ACDC flags hanging off of it. And that was, well, that was going through my head, you know. Well, then, um, and that kind of, he got with the season and, you know, we stayed in contact and nothing really said about it. And I didn't really bring it up. I didn't know how far he got, if that was what he was going to do or what. Well, he calls me um, the Tuesday. This is the 7th, uh, January the 7th. He called me at like 1130 at night. He was like, hey, man, I got this place in Jacksonville. They hooked me up with an RV for three weeks. He's like, I'm leaving on, uh, tomorrow. You, you still in? I was like, uh, uh, yeah, just, uh, let me, let me get some things together. Um, you know, I was really planning on it. I was like, I didn't know the details of what, what was going to happen. Uh, you know, so I basically just packed all my clothes in the two suitcases and headed to Brandon and got down to Brandon and he was kind of filling me on the way down there. And like I said, I didn't know, know what the plan we were going to head west. I didn't, I don't know how you pack for all the seasons. You know, or, you know, yeah. in a, a matter of six or seven hours. Um, so I just, I literally just brought everything I could think of. Um, and got to Brandon and as he filled me out, we hopped in the RV and started out. And from there it was, it was awesome. Like I said, I just, it was, we talked about it and then I didn't really hear much about it. You know, just, he got busy and, yeah, you know, I didn't want to bother him with that, and it just kind of slipped my mind too. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, "Hey, we're going on this trip." I was like, "Well, you know what, man? Just let me give give me a few minutes to get my stuff together." <laughs> As you know, the thing about it is too. I think anybody, a lot of us, can have had something like that in our life at some point where a friend said, "Hey, let's do something incredibly spontaneous," and we've had the experience of having you know to plan for it in short order or just leave. But it's when we're younger, you know. Um, and it's been a while for most of us, but it's a fun thought. So when you left Brandon on the trip in the RV with Gardner, how, how can you, like, where did y'all go? Like, where did this trip take you? Um, so he had, um, he had planned out some stuff on the way out there. Um, and so we had, we're not, we were really on a schedule, I guess you could say on the way out there. Um, okay. and so we hopped in the RV and, um, we headed to Ruston, um, Louisiana. We, wa- we worked at LaTeX um, to see those facilities. Um, then we were there for a couple hours, uh, went and had dinner um, with some of his old buddies, and then we went to Hallsville, Texas, and that's where we went duck hunting. Um, okay. And that was an experience in itself, too. It was like a, uh, a guided thing. They took us out, and, you know, even it was both our first times driving an RV, so – and this was just not your, you know, normal RV. This was like the biggest RV you could drive without having your CDL. Um, and for both of us, I mean, that was the, that was a huge learning curve. I mean, 
it's not like driving a car down the road. It, it's like you've got to continuously drive it. And yeah. he asked me if I ever driven one. I was like, no, not even close. And then, no, I haven't <laughs> never traveled an RV, never, never, never driven one. Like, so that was an experience in itself. Um, so we, <laughs> we take off down the road and we get there, we get to the, and the like back roads in Texas are like 75 miles an hour. And, the, this thing had a governor on it at 76, which I wouldn't even want to go faster than 76 miles an hour in this thing. But, um, and that, that was, it, it just feels different, you know what yeah, I'm saying? And yeah. so, um, getting to this house, uh, this compound that we were parking at where this guy was taking the duck on at, um, you know, you're going down these neighborhoods and you're in this super huge vehicle, um, and, it, it was it was just an awesome experience. Uh, <laughs> get there, um, we go duck hunting um, the next morning, and we packed like you know we had the waders on, and sweatshirts, and heavy jackets, and we get up and it's like fifty five, sixty degrees in that morning, and we're like, oh my goodness, like it, it's it's hot. You know, I thought duck hunting was supposed to be cold. Yeah, and they said so, it usually is, but for this time it was just it was just warm. So we just had the waders and the sweatshirts on and walking in. And the water with those layers on and the the cypress trees, whatever the roots up, that was a, uh, um, you know, I got some water inside there. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't very pleasant, but, I bet. um, but again, it was just, uh, it was just a great experience, especially like I've never really been ducking like that before, you know, and he's never been duck hunting either. And so we get through with duck hunting. Um, and he had one of his old buddies, who um, played at Washington State with him, uh, Peyton. And Peyton flew into um, Austin, Texas from Seattle. And so we were going to meet him in Austin. And so we were going to meet him in Austin, pick him up, go out to eat, and just kind of explore Austin and see that. And so we drive from Hallsville, Texas, to Austin, Texas. Um, and luckily, my first shift was um, coming into downtown Austin. And uh, we had to, we stayed at this like campground in like, the middle of downtown Austin, and I don't know if you've ever been downtown Austin, but the lanes are very narrow, especially in something that you're just driving, and I got a lot of honks, didn't hit nobody, but, uh, <laughs> but you did you get know, honked uh, at a bunch, you said. <laughs> it did, yes, uh, it was, uh, you know, just, you know, that smiling wave, you tell them I'm sorry, you know, a lot of fingers, but, uh, <laughs> get to the parking spot, finally park it, you know, that was a feat in itself, um. And then we got, got out and ride those little lime scooters around and just explored until Peyton landed. And once he landed and got there, then we went to eat and just kind of saw the, the downtown Austin experience. And that was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, we, we went to, to Covis. It's a up and coming boot store. Um, they were having a, uh, like a little office party and wanted a guard to come by. So we went in there and. I hooked him up with a pair of boots and. Hey, hold on know, a second. So you went. They wanted Gardner to come by on an to an office party. Was this prearranged, or how did, or did they just find out y'all were there and like, hey, tell Gardner to come by? Well, this is actually we were going to Austin anyway, and so he gave us his um, Instagram account, which I had to take it off my phone like every ten minutes because he had so many followers. It was just like blowing my battery down it was just killing it. it was just like a constant vibration of notifications on instagram and so he gave that to us and so we could go through like his the comments and the um his great messaging and see what people had offered like like people wanted like there was people like just 
random people wanting to come by and they cook us food or, you know, mm-hmm. and hang out. There's, there's, okay. a lot, there's a lot of that. And so, like, finding something um, that would be unique, I guess you could say, um, was like trying to find a needle in a haystack, especially with all, like I said, just the amount of comments and stuff. So it was really, once we found something like that on there, we, you know, I messaged him back and then he would kind of take the, he would say, okay, well, we're coming through here at this time. And they're like, well, we love you to come by here at so-and-so. And so some of the stuff was on the fly. And some of the stuff was just, like he said, he had talked to him before. But coming from Hallsville, they had messaged him on there. And I saw, I saw it and um, told him about it. And so um, that was something that we wanted to do. So we met the um, the founder and the CEO of Sokovis. And like I said, he gave him a pair of boots. And we kind of hung out with him for a minute and just kind of visited and, um saw what they had there and that was a cool thing too yeah um well so hey and jr let me jump in real quick so when you was that kind of the farthest west that y'all traveled to was austin or did y'all go farther oh we we went all the way up to newport beach california see i didn't realize you went all the way to california when you you went to california and then y'all drove it back or you left it out there no we drove it back so we, I mean, we got out there, um, and he had, uh, some of his buddies that he played at Washington State with that live in Newport Beach. And so, uh, once we got there, it was kind of like a reunion for them. Mm. Um, stayed with them for a couple of days, you know, played some golf. Um, we took a, this little boat, um, in the bay, um, or the canals, I guess, in Newport and saw just the, you know, the houses down there and just, we're just kind of taking it easy. Um. But yeah, like I said, that we went all the way out there, and then um, turned around and headed back. And so originally he was supposed to have so Peyton, we picked up Peyton in Austin, um, and then when we got to um, Newport, he was Peyton flew um, back to Seattle where he's from, and we we're supposed to have two more guys fly in and get on the bus and ride back with us. And something happened, um, and they couldn't they couldn't make it. So ended up me and me and G just got back in the RV and headed back east. And, uh, like I said, coming back was a little more relaxed. Um, it wasn't, we didn't have anything scheduled. We knew kind of stuff. We wanted to see the Grand Canyon, um, and things like that. So we could kind of just do what we wanted on the way back. It wasn't necessarily anything planned. So yeah. it was kind of free reign for us to do whatever. And so we could take whatever path we wanted or we could, you know, make it as direct or whatever we want to do. And so, so I'm looking up here. At, you may know I was going to type it in, but how the number of miles from, Let's just look at it from Gardner's perspective. Well, no, I tell you what, he drove from Jacksonville to Brandon. That's where he picked you up was in Brandon, right? Brandon, Mississippi. Yeah. To yeah. Newport Beach, California. I'm going to tell you how far, how many miles mm-hmm. this is. Let's see here. Brandon, Mississippi to Newport Beach. 27 hours, 1,852 <laughs> miles. <laughs> Y'all drove in that RV well over 3,000 miles in this trip, miles for Minshew. Good grief. You ever- well, well, actually, like, so on the way out there, we didn't take, like, just a straight line. So, right. And then on the, way, on the way back, we didn't. It was more straight than the first trip, but it wasn't as straight as just, like, heading back. So, um, <laughs> you know, from what we found, and in 17 days is what we, is how long we're on the road, and it was about, uh, just under seventy-two hundred miles. Seventy-two hundred. Good gracious, alive, Jr. So, yeah. Um, was, uh, 
How many days? How many days overall? 17 days. <laughs> so the whole month, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. If you had to guess, just in and just in the vicinity of the amount of money y'all spent on gas, what do you think that would be? Um, so on the way out there, um, we I noticed we filled up a lot more times. Real quick, just a heads up. I got about a minute left here, so just I just want you to know we're gonna hear music in a minute. Okay. Um so it was about I would say um probably around fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars <laughs> in gas. Okay. So you're pushing two thousand dollars in gas on a seven thousand mile trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh man. It was a uh, it was a lot. Once in a lifetime, though, you and, and absolutely you and G, as you call him, right? Yep, he he picks up his nicknames very well, but I know him as G, so I, I heard a lot of different names from him from the different crowds. But That's G great. is what kind of I stick with. <laughs> That's great, Jr. I appreciate you sharing the story with this man. Really cool stuff. Thank you. Absolutely, thanks for having me. Yep, our pleasure. That's Jr. Burns. Jr. was a star offensive lineman at Corinth High School. By the way, reigning four A champs now. He uh, then went on and had a great career at Murray State, played there. In between, he played in the All-Star game, the Bernard Blackwell, with Gardner Minshew, became friends, and they later, I said he went on to Murray State, they became teammates at Northwest and roommates at Northwest Community College before splitting off from there. And uh, next thing you know, in 2019-2020, they go on a 7,000-mile trip together. Really cool story. All right, Super Bowl trivia coming up next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, reminding you about the C Spire Health app. All you do is take your phone, download the C Spire Health app. It's free to download it. You can sign up right there, get your information in there, sign up, fill out the deal. And then what you'll be able to do is when you have a minor ailment, sick, you don't feel good, something's not right, but it's not a broken leg, you know, it's not a heart attack, nothing major, something minor though, you know, you don't need to go to the emergency room. You you don't necessarily want to get in the car and, you know, drive 30 minutes to the doctor's office, get there, wait for an hour. You can pull up the C Spire Health app. Click it, and once you're signed up, you click it, and within minutes, you are chatting, video conferencing, talking to, chatting, video, with a medical professional at University Medical Center, live. They can ask you all the right questions, tell you all the right things, what you need to do. May even be able to diagnose you, prescribe what you need, before you even click hang up. 
And for C Spire customers, that comes with a copay of $29. Isn't that amazing? Try it out. I've got Super Bowl fact and fiction coming up. But first, you know, I bragged on him earlier. It's been a little while. If we're being totally honest, it actually has been just a little while. Since we heard from this guy on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. They've been doing it better longer than anybody else. Chomp, chomp. There is a big basketball game going to happen. Coming up, speaking of the Gators, I said earlier on the show, I think he's our best caller. Let's try him out. He is Gator Greg. What's up, Gator Greg? Well, Mr. White, uh, it, I mean, I know it's got to be a great, uh, great uh, anticipation for you and all of the Chiefs kingdom uh, with the Super Bowl. I got a lot of friends that are Chiefs fans, and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, they'll play well Sunday. Uh, Andy Reid won't crack under the pressure, and you get that championship uh, to you, the Chiefs nation. Uh, I like Patrick Mahomes' attitude. He's, he seems like he's focused. He's not talking a lot of smack and stuff, although his defense and hopefully his coaches will put him in good position for him, make some plays, and get you a win. This is about you this week, Mr. Wyatt, because I know you are a long-suffering Chief fan. <laughs> and that, that means, I mean, that's 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 what it's about, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you know, your team get there. But uh, basketball, uh, hey, uh, your, your Mississippi State uh, has been playing a lot better lately. Uh, and uh, they probably, uh, you know, you know, Florida's a little up and down. They they got some nice young players. Baylor kind of showed them where where they got to get to if they want to be a real, I think, a threat this year. I think maybe you know uh, you had the surprise of the league. Maybe it's, uh, our friend the gangster down at LSU, uh, Mister Will Wade, and the <laughs> LSU Tigers. Maybe maybe Coach O has given them some stuff uh, to give to those uh, basketball players. Although LSU is winning the close games, and that's what you got to do. But hey, Mississippi State has played a little bit better. Uh, you know, uh, tough game there with what, Oklahoma the other day. That would have been a nice one to get for the dogs. But I think when I looked at there on the bubble and you, you get a win at Florida, uh, you, I think you, you're there and I think they can do some things, uh, uh, you know, and everything. But this is about you, Mr. Wyatt, this week. I'm just pulling for you. We got you maybe a lucky Chiefs jersey on the way up there to Tupelo. This yes. is about you this week. I want you to win that championship. But we, we love calling the show. Rogers is the greatest. Of all time, and Mr. White, you're right up there. You're my third favorite Bulldog quarterback of all time. <laughs> Thank well, you're you. probably second behind Dak and, uh, and Nick Fitzgerald. I, <laughs> those guys are tough. You have a great day, Mr. White. Thanks, Appreciate Greg. It. Appreciate it so much. I'm in the top five. Thanks for the call, as always. Yeah, State at Florida tonight. They both have the same overall record 12 and 7. State's 3 and 3 in the league. Florida is 4 and 2. Florida's, you know, pretty decent little favorite there at home. State really needs to win it. But even after losing the neutral site game against Oklahoma by one, they moved up. Like like Greg said, they're on the what first four out right now, for whatever that means. Tonight, Ole Miss is hosting Auburn. Auburn's ranked 17th. They're 17-2, and two, but they've had trouble winning at the Pavilion in Oxford and really just winning for a while now in Oxford. Um, so they're not as big a favorite on the road, but Ole Miss, an underdog tonight at home. You also have tonight A&M is at Tennessee and Georgia is at Missouri, so some basketball to take in. State and Florida tip off tonight in Gainesville at 6 Central on ESPN2. Uh, 
And Auburn at Ole Miss tips off tonight at 8 Central on ESPNU. Okay, let's try something here. I love this list. Roger found this and sent it to me. I love this list. This is I love this kind of stuff. This is fact or fiction. We're going to play a game of fact or fiction. Now, what I'm not going to do is like ask the question and then pause and wait on the answer to see if somebody wants to call in and try to answer it because some people don't necessarily like to, you know, try to answer something. But if you'd like to play, feel free. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone. 995-1059. 601 number 995-1059. If you're watching the stream there, I'll put the number on for you. So if you want to call and play some fact or fiction, feel free. I'm still going to go through the list here. So there's enough to last a little while, but you'd have to call pretty quick. So the first one, here it is. Fact or fiction, you tell me. The Super Bowl actually got its name after Kansas City Chiefs owner Lamar Hunt saw his daughter playing with a Super Bowl. Do y'all remember the Super Bowl? The red? Love those things. Yeah. Throw it on the ground, it bounced over your house. I'm talking, it was great. Is that fact or fiction? The Super Bowl actually got its name after Kansas City's owner, Lamar Hunt, saw his daughter playing with the Super Bowl. It is a fact. The Super Bowl that the Super Bowl is named after is on display in the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. How cool is that? Here we go, fact or fiction. The first Super Bowl didn't even sell out. That is a fact. (laughs) The first one, Super Bowl I, Chiefs versus Packers. There were 30,000 empty seats in L.A. Memorial Coliseum. That's a fact. we got some more fact and fiction. Let's see if Lynn wants to play. Lynn on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Lynn, you want to play fact or fiction? Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can make an idiot of myself this morning. Let's try. <laughs> well, look, you know, I don't know any of these either. I just happen to have the answers in front of me, so don't feel bad. Here we go. Fact <laughs> or fiction? First one. For the first three Super Bowls in Miami, there were no tickets Anyone could walk in and sit anywhere they wanted free of charge. Fact or fiction? Oh, that's got to be fiction. You are correct. It's fiction. Ticket prices for the first three Super Bowl games, including the 68 and 69 games at the Orange Bowl, were $12 a pop. $12 per ticket. So you're one for one. Lynn, if you want to hang on, we got to split and go to break real quick. But if you want to hang on, we'll come back and do a couple more. How about that? Sounds good to me, Matt. All right, so hang on. We got Lynn on the phone. He's Oops. one for one. Call us back, Lynn. I hit the wrong button. Hey, Lynn. I bet Lynn's watching on Facebook. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Lynn, call us back. <laughs> we put our elbow down on the button and it hung up on you. So call us back. We'll do some more fact or fiction Super Bowl style coming up next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. 
All right, back here to wrap it up with you on this Tuesday. So here we go. Lynn on the Divinity Equipment phone, and we're playing a little fact or fiction Super Bowl style right here. All right. Fact or fiction, Lynn, Big Bertha is the nickname for the trophy given to the Super Bowl champion. Big Bertha. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fact. And it's fiction. It's the Vince Lombardi trophy. It sounded like a trick question. All right. Uh, well, I, okay, I, I I knew the name of the trophy. I just thought it was a, okay. I got you. right. See, it's a it's trick qu- nickname, right? Because they threw the the word nickname in there. All right, let's try another one. Fact or fiction? The Super Bowl trophy is made by Tiffany and Company. Oh, that's fiction. No, it's a fact. The Super Bowl trophy <laughs> is made by. All right, last one. So you're one for three. Yeah. Last one. We're going to see if we can finish an even 500. <laughs> Fact or fiction? <laughs> Somebody taped over the only copy of the first Super Bowl. I, I've heard that. I'm going to say fact, but I don't know if that's right. But I've heard that. a boy. Atta boy. You got it. All right. It is a fact. Somebody... Supposedly, the network that did it, and I forget who was the first one. Was it CBS? Reused the tape to record a soap opera. I, that's a fact. Can you believe that? So, like, that's why you only see of Super Bowl one either pictures or, like, not NFL films, but you had a couple of cameras roaming the sideline getting shots of uh, Hank Stram, the uh, Chiefs coach. And so, if you, that's all you see of Super Bowl one. Yeah. So, that's the reason why. I can't remember where I heard that. It was on some kind of NFL show, I think. But I, yeah. I remember hearing that, I believe. Isn't that cool? Yeah. How about well, that? Right. Hey, before I turn you loose, Lynn, do you have a prediction for the Super Bowl this weekend? I, I do. Uh, the Chiefs are going to win, and somehow Chris Jones is going to outshine Mahomes and get that MVP. <laughs> That'd be great. Like cause a fumble, pick it up, score. For a winning TD or something like that, would be awesome. Appreciate it, Lynn. Thanks I, for the I worked call. with his dad for a while, so he's going to get it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Good. All right. All right, Lynn. Thank you. All right. Uh, more fact or fiction from the uh, Super Bowl. Fact or fiction. CBS used 700 cameras to capture the 2019 Super Bowl. Fiction. They only used 115. Again, if y'all want to play, feel free to call me. Divinity Equipment phone, 601-995-1059. Lynn went two for two. No, I'm sorry, he went two for four, but finished two and two in even 500. <laughs> a th- like a baseball game. Right. A 30-second commercial during Super Bowl one cost $37,500. Fact or fiction? Fact. The, the other part of this fact is that now, in 2020, some 30-second ads are going for as much as $5.5 million for a 30-second ad in the Super Bowl. John is on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's John want to do? Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Matt. 
I'll just tell Roger, before you give me any, I got one for you. Just talking about the first Super Bowl, Fact or Fiction, was the first Super Bowl broadcast by two two different networks. Okay, Fact or Fiction. Well, I mean, I would think it was, I would think that would be fiction, only broadcast by one. But the reason I say that is because I was led to believe by this earlier Fact or Fiction that Super Bowl One was only on one tape and it got taped over. It might have been by that network, but if I'm not mistaken, the first Super Bowl and maybe the second one was broadcast by two different networks because it wasn't, they hadn't actually, you know, one network did AFL and one did the NFL back then. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you had, you know, two leagues, basically. That's why it was called the Super Bowl. How about that? Yeah. All right, you want to try some, John, while I get to Yeah, that is true, by the way. I just looked it up. Okay, so it is true. All right, so let's try it here. Fact or fiction? Despite strong viewership each year, no Super Bowl currently ranks in the list of the top ten shows of all time. Fact or fiction? I believe that's fiction. You're right. Attaboy, it is fiction. Uh, Of the top ten most watched American television programs of all time, nine of them are Super Bowls. Nine of the top ten are Super Bowls. That MASH. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the MASH finale. That that's yeah. the real thing here, isn't it? Is like what is the the one that is not the Super Bowl is in there? We have to figure out what that is. Okay, um, that's right. Let's go here. Fact or fiction? No artist has performed at more Super Bowl halftime shows than the optimistic singing group Up with People. That's tough because back in the day they might have got in there, but but I'm gonna say, of course. Then again, how many people have repeated? I'm gonna say that's fiction. Wrong. It's a fact. They played at four. They've played at four Super Bowls: '76, '1980, '1982, and again in '86. How about that? I was to say, but it's been a while. Right. Four <laughs> four different Super Bowls though across ten years. But it was just like you say, it was a long time ago. Um, right. Let's do one more with you, John. Fact or fiction. All right. <laughs> Fact or fiction. More toilets were flushed in the U.S. during the Super Bowl halftime show than at any other time in history. The water treatment plant in Fort Lauderdale does prepare for more usage, but says the Super Bowl halftime doesn't surpass a normal weekend at night at 11 p.m. <laughs> a little more about biology than you want to know, right? I'm thinking how they qualify that, but we'll go with it. Well, hey, that's it. I don't know. They got a monitor on my toilet. I, you know, I don't know. Thanks, John. That's right. Yep. Okay, Matt. Appreciate it. Matt, you know what it was the first Super Bowl was called? Um hold on. Well, it was called the Ice Bowl, right? The AFL NFL World Championship game. And oh. then right after that, NFL absorbed them. Okay. So one of the teams wasn't even in the NFL. Right. That's right. It was two leagues versus each other, basically. All right, fact or fiction here. Oh what let me let me back up. Rich on Twitter is saying that the MASH farewell show is number nine of the most watched all time, and the other, the other nine of ten are all Super Bowls. Okay. 
Factor Fiction, with the Super Bowl in 2020, Miami will hold the record for hosting the most Super Bowls. That is a fact. This will be Miami's 11th, breaking a tie at 10 with New Orleans. However, New Orleans will tie Miami in 2024 because they're going to host it. Factor Fiction, the stadium housing this year's Super Bowl has already had five different names. Fiction. It's wrong. It has had eight different names. Not five. Eight. Joe Robbie Stadium, Pro Player Park, Pro Player Stadium, Dolphin Stadium, Landshark Stadium, Sun Life Stadium, New Miami Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium. You mean somebody else is going with the Landshark? Apparently so. Where the Miami Dolphins played this stadium. That kind of makes sense, though. At some point, has been Land Shark Stadium. How about that? Fact or fiction? Two in every three people at the Super Bowl have never been to one before. Fact. Only here's another one. Only four teams in the NFL have never been to the Super Bowl: the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, and the Jaguars. That is a fact. So, Browns, Lions, Texans, Jaguars fans still hanging on. Oh, my. Holding. That's right. Holding out hope. Lions and Tigers and Bears. Fact or fiction, the only teams to finish the Super Bowl with a perfect record are the Pittsburgh Steelers and Los Angeles Rams. We all know that's fiction because the only team to do it was the 72 Dolphins. Right? Right. Fact or fiction. Americans drink 325 million gallons of beer on Super Bowl Sunday. Fact! According to an article published by Men's Fitness. How do they know? Probably just a little bit less than on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let me, let me see here. While you're looking there, 15 million people were barred from watching the first game. Because the NFL rules said 75-mile radius of where the game is held needs to be blacked out. Blacked out. And they Mm -hmm. still had 30-something thousand empty seats. Empty seats. How about that? One last fact. We'll do some more of these tomorrow because there's a bunch more. One last fact, though. The biggest delivery day in Domino's Pizza history wasn't a Super Bowl. It was the day of the O.J. Simpson Bronco chase in June of 1994. Glued to your TV. How about that? I never would. If you'd asked me fact or fiction, I'd have said fiction. Nope. OJ and the Bronco, the most pizza delivered to homes across America ever. Well, by Domino's. Fun stuff. Fun show. Enjoyed it. Hope you did too. In the Farm Bureau studio. See y'all tomorrow. See ya. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 